The following episode was recorded unscripted, unedited, and for mature audiences only. Hey, what's up? I'm Madam Adam, and welcome back to another episode of Modern Magical Meddling. We are live on YouTube, of course. The chat is here. We're having a good time, as always. Uh, thank you guys for joining me. Um, so, yeah, I've, I wanted to start this off with something a little different today. Normally, I don't dive into politics. Normally, we don't dive into much more than my personal experience, me telling you guys about me personally, sharing my life with you in some kind of way. But um, as a as a member of the queer community, obviously, I'm in a homosexual relationship with my husband. We're gay, um, but we both are androgynous uh, and identify as non-binary. I accept all pronouns, he, she, they. Um, when I was at a convention earlier this year in January, I was uh, in... Um, I was in an elevator with my husband dressed in my full witchy garb with my hat. And obviously I have my nails and um, I was wearing a black moo-moo uh, uh, kind of thing, a black um, caftan and uh, heels and everything. But I have a beard and, and all of that. So I just consider myself very androgynous. I'm kind of an, you know, like a blob that's that's just a being, right? And I had two separate instances in the elevator. A couple of people got on and then... Um, they 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 got off the ele- the elevator and they said, "Oh, excuse me, sir." And I was like, "Ew. Don't call me sir. Gross." You know, like I was bothered by the implication that I was male. And then uh someone else uh got on the elevator and got off again before us and they said, "Um, excuse me, ma'am. Sorry, lady." And I was like, "Oh, like don't don't feminize me." Like I was bothered and but that both implications of assuming a gender on me that I didn't like it one way or the other and it's nothing against people it's nothing against it's like well what the fuck do we call you i accept all pronouns but it just it really showed me in my mind's eye that like i really am non-binary i really am androgynous i really do ride the line of this spectrum of sexuality and gender and that's that's how i knew like reaffirmed for myself that like i'm truly queer and i'm truly androgynous and truly non-binary um but I was taught, I was raised very Roman Catholic. I've been through about eight or nine of the sacraments um, before Catholicism said, no, we don't, we don't want you anymore. Um, And uh, also by a very right wing military drill sergeant dad. So my parents were Catholic and military. So I was brought up in a very strict kind of uh, culture. Um, my parents were very loving. I had a good childhood, I would say, aside from traumas that I've noticed as I've grown up to understand. Um, people talk about grooming nowadays. There's all this conversation about grooming and a lot of attack on the drag community. Um, and my husband and I used to work with drag queens. We used to back, we used to show direct and choreograph and background backup dance for drag queens. I used to be a go-go boy at a gay bar. So did Dustin. Um, so, so we've been around a lot of Queens and we've been in a lot of the settings of, of drag and, um, the drag community, the trans community is actively under attack. And these are people that are part of the queer community and I'm a part of the queer community. And I'm so used to hearing people say, you know, I don't like this. I don't like the lifestyle. I don't like the queer community. I don't like the gay lifestyle. I don't support it, but you know what? I support you. 
that's not the compliment that you might think it is. That's not, I don't like gay people, but I think you're pretty cool. Like, that's not a compliment to me. That's not a good thing. That's, if you can see something that you like about me and you know I'm gay, you know I'm queer, you know I'm non-binary, then, then you are cool with the queer community as a whole. You can't pick and choose that kind of thing. Um, it's very insulting, Tracy. Honestly, it's very insulting. So, but... There's this conversation going around about drag being, and it's not a new thing, it's just I haven't spoken on it personally. And I feel as though, as someone who has a platform that I, I have people's attention, I have your attention during this podcast, during my videos, you see me, you gravitate towards me, I get a lot of love from people, I'm going to use that to educate, I'm going to use that to speak my truth and tell you how I feel and tell you my point of view on these things as well. So essentially, you know, we all know there's this conversation about drag being a grooming thing, um, drag story time or drag queens in schools and stuff like that, um, grooming children to be trans or queer or whatever. And that is just not the fucking case. That's not the case. Any kind of drag story time, any kind of um, drag uh, children's event is always age appropriate. And any, any kind of risque or sexual behavior is always taking place in a nightclub that is 18 and up that kids can't get into. It's age appropriate. So this myth that drag queens are shaking ass in front of children is just not fucking true. And this right wing agenda to attack us because they have nothing else to go on. They have no economic goal. They have no, they have nothing to go on. They have nothing to promote themselves with other than hatred, other than convincing you and agreeing with you about things that they don't like in their lifestyle. So this Christian agenda is really fucking toxic. Babe, I was told that there was something wrong with me before I even knew what gay was. Before I knew that I liked boys, I just thought I liked girls a lot. I, I had nothing but girlfriends. I had nothing. I only dated girls. I was all the girl characters in Mortal Kombat. I was obsessed with Disney princesses and shit. So I thought I just really liked girls and that I was inspired by them and kind of wanted wanted to dress like them and be like them a little bit. I was inspired by them. So so it's 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 fascinating to me that that I was told by my family, by the Christian community, I was, I was told by those people that there was something wrong with me, that I was feminine, I'm gay, I'm a queer, I'm a sissy, all these things before I even understood what that meant. So you want to talk about grooming? Let's talk about the way that you put people into a fucking box. Let's talk about the way that Christianity teaches shame to people and grooms them into being, um, uh, into those things. Like it's, it's not, it's not, no, like, that's not it, you know? And you want to talk about grooming? Let's talk about toddlers and tiaras. Let's talk about the over-sexualizing of little girls and pageants. You're dressing them up like adults. You're dressing them up like adults in sexualized things. The pedophiles are in the audience at toddlers and tiaras. They're not on stage at a drag show. The pedophiles are in church. We know about priests and things like that that are that have been, you know, molesting children for decades. But we're not focusing on that. We're focusing on the queer community for some reason. Right. So let's talk about taking your boys to Hooters and being like, oh, get next to her, son. Like, no, like we're you want to talk about sexualizing. You want to talk about grooming. Why are you asking your son if he's got a little girlfriend? Why are we doing that? Why are you asking your little boy if he's got a girlfriend at school? They're not old enough to understand what that is. 
You're sexualizing your kids. Like, so don't, don't. And that's what I'm saying. These conversations are coming out and we are throwing it back at you and showing you your, your hip, hypocrisy. And it's like, oh, you're just going to pick and at everything. You're attacking us. You are actively attacking us, our jobs, the things that we do for no fucking reason other than your religious point of view, which no one has to share. So you want to talk about grooming and talk about trans people and talk about drag queens when in reality it's it's toddlers and tiaras it's pageants as an example it's taking your kids to hooters as an example like those are small things that that show more groom energy more grooming culture more sexualizing of kids than drag ever fucking does it's not happening drag queens are not are not sexualizing your kids Drag queens are not shaking ass in front of children. Go to a drag show. Go to a story time. They're trying to empower children to be themselves. They're trying to empower children to, to see something different beyond what you normally might accept. I go through this all the time with my nephew. My nephew goes to school. I don't see him for a few months. He comes back and my niece is looking at my nails and she's like a little freak. She's two. She's a little freaked out by the long claws, right? And I was like, oh, you don't like my nails? And, she, and my nephew goes, I don't like them either. And I said, why don't you like them? And he said, nails are for girls. And I said, no, they're not. Am I a girl? And he's like, no. Do you love me? Yeah, I can do whatever I want. I used to paint his nails. These are things that are taught in school. They're taught by their peers. They're taught by other kids who, who t whose parents teach bigotry and bullshit at home. So I was taught before I understood what gay was. I remember my first gay experience, my first feeling of, oh shit, I think I like boys, what was, was when I was 11. I was 11 when I realized, but predating that, I was told by my family that there was something wrong with me, that I was a sissy, that I needed to be a boy and all these things. So it has nothing to do with grooming. That's not what this, I, I was surrounded. I was in the choir. I was a lectern. I was doing, in the name of the Lord, I was doing all those things in church. I was a participant, an active participant in a Catholic community. I was raised by a right-wing, misogynist, fucking military dad. So you want to talk about, like, grooming. I was exposed to nothing queer. I was told the queer was bad. Homo shit is bad in the eyes of God and all of that. So where did I pick this up from? Or is it just who I've always fucking been? You know? So before you go and say that you love and support someone that you know in the queer community and then go vote the other way, you don't love and support them. You don't. You can't have it both ways. You can't vote against my rights and safety. You can't vote fiscally to try because it's not your reality you have to if you truly know anyone that is in the queer community that's trans that's gay that is any any letter on the lgbtqia plus spectrum you support them if you love and support them you fight for them you stand up for them you don't sit back and go well we just won't talk about it i love you but i just i don't like to get involved then you don't really love me you don't. You can't say you do and then support things that are against me actively. You can't say you love and support your queer son and then vote for fucking Donald Trump. You can't do that. That's not right. That's not love. That's not support. And then turn around and say, well, we just don't talk about politics and family. No, you just don't talk about shit that makes you uncomfortable. And if my existence makes you uncomfortable, that's something that you need to look in on yourself, not on me. Do you know what I mean?
Chat, you hearing me? Yes, exactly. It's hard for me because my partner's family is Southern Baptist and very conservative. I don't know how to best defend drag and the LGBTQIA community with them. Honey, you have to know when it's not worth discussing. Those people don't want to learn. They don't want to change. They don't want acceptance. They don't want those things. They only want, they, they don't want it to affect them at all. They're bothered. Oh, everybody's so woke now. Good. We should be awake. Do you want to be asleep? I don't want to be a fucking sleep. I want to be awake. I want to be aware. Someone tells me a new piece of information about someone that I know and love and admire. I take that new piece of information into consideration and change a little bit of my shit. Do you know what I'm saying? Wake the fuck up. Right? This, you're a Southern Baptist fit. They don't, you don't, it's not worth you communicating. It's not worth you defending. You go anyway. You do what you do. You don't have, you can listen to them in one ear and out the other, but you don't, it's not worth it, babe. It's not worth fighting people that hatred is their whole personality. Discontent or, or am, am, ambivalence is their personality. No, it's not worth it. I talk to people whose minds I can change. I talk to people who I can impact. That's why I have a great relationship with my brother because he's a moldable mind. He's logical. He's intelligent. And we can have conversations that I can show him my reality because let's be real. He li he's a, a cisgendered white man in America with a white picket fence and a nuclear fucking family. He doesn't live my reality. So I have to educate him the fact that now in the state of Florida, you don't need a permit to carry your weapon. I'm afraid every day for my life. I'm afraid that some rando is going to see my nails and shoot me in the face. And there's nothing the fuck I can do about that. So, so it's a, it's a pure, it's a pure idea. It's, it's all about, it's all about experience. And bottom line, if you're listening to this and you're a member of the LGBTQIA community in any shape or form, please know I fucking love you. I support you. I see you. And I will continue to open my fucking mouth and fight for you. I will continue to be a voice for this community. I'm not going to sit back and let this platform be about tarot, love and light. Oh, you just had to get political. Yes, I did, because this is my fucking reality. So if you're queer, hear me clearly now. If you're a member of the LGBTQIA plus community, hear me right now. Your experience is not up for debate and you're not here for approval. You're not here for approval. Your experience is not up for debate. You're a human being on this dot, on this marble floating through fucking space and you matter and you deserve to take up space and we will win. We always do. Don't you worry, baby. We will win. We always do. We will always be here. We will always be a huge part of our society. Movies, music, art. We are a part, we are a part of everything. We're not going anywhere. Your experience is not up for debate. And you're not here for approval. You're here to exist. You're here to live. The gay agenda is to stay alive. That's the gay agenda. You're grooming our children. You're just pulling at fucking straws. Pulling at straws. Okay? Don't you worry, honey. We're not going anywhere. And I love you. All right. Rant over. <laughs> um, 
Another thing that I noticed today, I was scrolling through my TikTok this morning and um, I I came across a live of a couple of people doing readings um, and they actively said um, during their live, throw out the book. You don't need the book. Spirit knows what the cards mean and they tell you the meaning. No, <laughs> no. No, no, what, what, and no, and I don't gatekeep tarot, tarot is a practice that anyone is able to practice, anyone can learn tarot, tarot is like learning, oh, I say this all the time, right, tarot is like learning a language, everyone has a different accent on it, but it is a practice that deserves respect and reverence, and if you want to get into tarot, you should look into the definitions of these cards, look up multiple definitions, see the commonalities of it, where these things come from, so, they actively said during their live, they were using an Alice in Wonderland tarot deck, which I have issues with because it's just, it's not, it's some of the, the, the images don't make sense on some of the cards to me. But you need to know definition. You need that book. Yes, there is a level of intuition. And we talk about that in my classes quite often. Um, intuition layered with definition is is where you go with that, right? And as I said, everyone has a different accent on tarot, but at the same time, you do need definition, right? With a critical mind, you have to learn the history and the meaning of these cards. Absolutely. If you're going to be a quote unquote intuitive reader with love and light and respect, stick to Oracle. Stick to Oracle cards because they are much more open. They're much more fluid. They are much more open to interpretation. Tarot are 78 specific cards that have specific baseline meaning. Okay, they all have a specific definition aligned to the cards that we can change and interpret and and all of that in various ways based on upright or inversion or the other cards and the spread. Yes, but each card individually does have a baseline definition that is agreed upon through 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 history and time and, and learning. Right. So saying that you don't need the book, throw out the book, throw out tarot then, because why are we doing this? Why are we busting out cards that are supposed to mean something specific, you know? And and we're just going to let it be whatever we want it to be. A spirit knows the definitions, then they, and I just spit it out for you. No, no, stick to Oracle then. Tarot has definition layered with, um, layered with intuition. You know what I mean? Um, how long have I been doing tarot? Catherine asked in the chat. Um, I have been practicing tarot for about 20 years. I started when I was 15 and it's been coming in and out of my life since then. I'm 35 now. So about for the past 15 years or so, um, 15, 20 years, I've been, I've been looking, I've been studying this practice. So reading every book I can get my hands on, not just grabbing a deck and saying, I'm a witch now. I, I can just, I just get vibes and feelings channeling. Sure. But like, that's different. You can use tarot for channeling. You can tarot, you can channel a message through tarot. Tarot is a tool, my friends. Tarot is a tool. Mediumship is not tarot. Psychic ability is not tarot. Tarot is, is, tarot is a tool. Do you know what I mean? So it's the tool that you use so that you can, so you can get your message across. You use it for your mediumship. You use it for your abilities, but it's, it's, it's literally a tool. 
right? So, and it's not gatekeeping to say that you need to learn the definitions of these cards. Intuitive reading is not a thing unless it's Oracle. To read intuitively, you should at least know the definitions of these cards, right? And it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of practice, you know? It takes a lot of, it's again, it's like learning a language. It's what you put into it. But saying like, oh, this word means this in this language. You need to know the proper translation, right? You need to know the proper translation of that word. One, uno, right? Like you need to know the specific, that's what that means. Instead of like, oh, well, I can just speak Spanish, you know, and I just know, I just intuitively know. No, you don't. You got to learn it. You got to learn the definitions. You got to learn what these things are. So take your time. Take your time with learning, right? Take your time with learning tarot. Give it the reverence and respect that it deserves over this ancient practice that we've been using for divination, right? So, and whatever whatever you, you use um, with your tarot, candles, crystals, whatever, that's fine. That's fine. That's akin to your own practice. Tarot is just another tool to aid your craft, right? There's no specific methodology for reading, but claiming to be intuitive and literally saying that you don't need the book is false. That is false advertising that gives people, that's that's opening it up to anything. And that's just not true. There does need to be some boundary. There does need to be some rules. There does need to be some reverence and respect for this practice, right? Yes, I agree, Sarah, that it's an arrogant and, dis and dangerous and disrespectful way to practice tarot, especially if you're, if you're charging people or trying to give people advice. So it's, it's an ongoing process. I totally agree. Um, when we move to Chicago, are we going to open a shop? Probably not. Um, I've not read the tarot directory. Not yet, anyway. Um, I started tarot to help understand my psychic abilities, period, period. Yes, that's me as well. Tarot became the method of channeling. It became the method of, listen, if you want to talk to me, this is how we do it. Um, yeah, that's fine. If you, if you, someone said, I haven't tried to read for myself in a while, but I would be glued to the book if I did. That's fine. You should, you know, I, I pull out the book every time I do my daily card. I flip my daily card. I look at it. I understand what I know about it already. And then I bust the book out just to reaffirm and see if I missed anything. You know, I'm still, excuse me. I'm still using the book myself. We always should. You should always go back to it. You should always refer to it to make sure you know what you're talking about. But at some point, it becomes muscle memory. You know, at some point, it just becomes mental math that we're doing to spit out the answer. Someone on my Facebook, another reader actually, went on my Facebook and said, that's not what these cards mean. I'm so confused. And I second guessed myself. And I went back and looked at the definitions. And I was like, no, that's what that means. And just in 30 seconds, I don't have the time to explain to you how I got from definition to advice all in one thing. I'm going from definition, correlating it to the other cards, going backwards through them, and spitting out advice all in one sentence. So I I know what this means. You just disagree with my phrasing of that thing. It's like someone having a different analogy for what a card means or someone using a different metaphor for what the card means, right? It still means the same thing. And that's why I say tarot is like learning a language. It's just a different accent on it. I might have a different accent on that definition than you do.
right? That doesn't mean it's not right. It doesn't mean that it's not accurate. I'm still giving respect and reverence to the to the, the baseline definition of the card. I'm just adding my own advice, my own intuition on top of it, but beginning with definition. My formula, we talk about this a lot in class. Uh, my formula for, for spitting out stuff really quickly, as I do on all of my lives and, and all of my person, all of my general readings on my content, my formula is very simple. I look at the card. What does my intuition tell me about the image itself? What suit is the card? If it's cups, we're talking about feelings. If it's wands, we're talking about spirit, passion, fire sign shit. If it's swords, we're talking about logic, mentalities, words, thoughts, actions. And if it's pentacles, we're talking about earth sign shit, tangible things, money, jobs, our physical body, stuff like that. So I take my intuition. What do I gather from the image itself? What suit are we talking about? What realm of being are we in? And what's the major arcana attached to the minor arcana? Because all of the majors trickle down into the minors. And I've talked about this a lot on my YouTube and in my classes. We mention this every time. The grid, as I call it. All of the majors trickle down into the minors. The magician is the one of the major arcana. Therefore, all of the minor arcana ones are symbolic of manifestation and tools that we can use to get started and have new beginnings. Right. So the magician, as an example, again, is about manifestation, calling your magic, demonstrating what you want, starting to do things right. Manifestation basically is what the magician card is. So the ace of swords, it's a beginning, but with your mouth, with your mind, with logic, it's using the words, saying it out loud, manifesting verbally. Right. Cups an ace of cups is a new emotional experience, often self-forgiveness, something new in you. Your cup runs over, but it's definitely a it's an emotional experience. Right. The three of swords is not a heartbreak. It's not emotional. The three of swords is a sword card. If it were about love, it would be a cup card, but it's not. It's a sword card. So it's about your brain. It's about logic. Whenever I see a three of swords, I remind my clients about their expectations. You've taken something personally. You've had a mental expectation about something and that was let down. And people narrow that down to the phrase heartbreak. Right. They narrow that down to heartbreak and people go straight to relationships, which is why I always say medical readings are not ethical. Legal readings are not ethical. Tarot is not a pregnancy test. Tarot is not a matchmaking service. Love readings are very low hanging fruit to me. This is so much bigger than love. There are 78 cards with universal knowledge to guide you on your journey of life. And you're so focused on getting your dick wet or, or does so-and-so love me? Am I going to get married? Like you're looking for someone to give you something that you can't give yourself. So I have no problem during my private sessions talking about love. I've had many clients that we dive into their love life. One of my clients yesterday, um, she is starting out, she's, she's starting out divorce proceedings. And she's like, I just want to know if, if I'm done, if this is it for me or whatever. And you know what we did? We dove into why she feels that way and why she's traumatized by this experience. And then we got into We got into love. We got into her history, her marriage and, and how she can heal herself going forward to be open to receiving love properly. So I'm not adverse to love readings, but I just think that during lives, during uh, these live readings where intuitive readers are doing yes or no's for love is bullshit. It's bullshit. There's no cards that say yes in tarot. There are no cards that say no in tarot. My advice to anyone that has a hard time coming up with, with, uh, with questions for tarot, 
start it with a how. Start your question for the tarot with a how, you know? Um, so yeah, I just, there's a couple things that grinded my gears this morning. I saw some, some hatred for the LGBT community that was just completely unfounded and stupid shit and people I thought were supportive. And then, um, and then seeing intuitive readers charging people for yes or no's that they're just spitting out, you know, they said, oh, is so-and-so, are me and them going to reconcile? And it was, uh, the world inverted, and they were like, yeah, I think you're going to reconcile. I really think so. The world card is about endings and new beginnings. It's about taking the next step. It's about closing a chapter and opening a new one. So the inversion to me is that we're stalling. You're, you're resisting the breakthrough. You're resisting a move forward, you know? And they were like, yeah, I really think that you guys are going to reconcile. And I'm like, that is so, like, we're giving people false hope here. I disagree with the meaning of that. You know, to me in that circumstance, the world inverted means you're stalling. You're not letting yourself move on. You're holding out for this, you know? So there's no yes or no's in tarot. There's no romantic cards. None. None of the cards are romantic. The lovers is not romantic. Those people are really far apart on that card. If it were romantic, they would be like inside each other. They'd be fucking actively. You know what I'm saying? But they're not. So it's, it's the lovers is a Gemini card. It's about precipice. It's about choices. It's about the way you choose people, right? So, so that's, that's my opinion on these things. And if you disagree, stop listening to me. I, I don't know what else, what else to tell you. I don't need your opinion. I don't need you to disagree. My, this is not a for debate. This is what I know to be true. And, and it's practical. It makes sense. And, and I'm, it's not, unfo- un- stop following me then. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Honestly, if you're going to disagree with me about queer things, unfollow me. If you're if you're going to disagree with the way that I view tarot and the ethics that I put to tarot, don't follow me because I'm not I'm just trying to put it in a practical sense. They're just fucking cards. They're just a tool. But the tool has been is this ancient practice that we should give reverence and respect. That's all I'm saying. We're not gatekeeping it. Anyone can do it, but you should do it the right way. You know what I'm saying? You should do it in a proper format that is um, constructive, respectful of the cards, right? Otherwise, Oracle. Try Oracle. There's nothing wrong with Oracle. I love Oracle cards. I love to layer them on top of my tarot to give a different perspective and kind of a general overview. But Oracle is so much more loose. Anyone can make an Oracle deck. Anyone. You know? Anyone can make a tarot deck, sure. But it should be the 78 cards of tarot that you give different artwork but oracle can be literally anything. Angel, numerology, animals, plants, astrology. That can be literally anything. You know what I mean? So just saying. Those are my two cents on that. Um, if you want to learn more from me about tarot, my latest class for the month of July is available for sign up now. There are about 12 spots per class. It's a 90-minute session that's done over Zoom. There's three different time slots for you to choose from, so you can go with your own time zone, and it can be convenient for you. Uh, this month, we're talking about tarot spreads. We're talking about tarot spreads, popular ones. We're going to dive into the Celtic the Celtic cross and why that's so popular and everything. Um, three cards and di- various three card spreads. I'm going to show you guys some of my spreads that I use and also guide you through um, creating your own spreads as well. And we're also going to be focused on intuition tests and intuition exercises in this class this month. So again, this month's class is available for sign up at madamadam.com if you would like to check that out. Teaching is one of my favorite things I do nowadays since I have so much to say about tarot. Um, But yeah, it's, it's, Classes, uh, 90 minutes, done over Zoom, 12 people per class to keep it small. And um, 
yeah, uh, we're doing uh, intuition exercises and spreads this month. Very excited. So feel free to check that out. Link in bio, madamadam.com. All right. I've got so many emails to get through for you guys. We're going we're gonna to dive into them. Thank you to those of you that wrote in to modernmagicalmeddling at gmail.com. I haven't had this many emails in a while. Thank you for writing into podcast at madamadam.com. I'm, I'm not going to get to all of these, obviously, but we're going to start with from the beginning and the ones that I have. Um, all right, let's see here. Um, this one says, before I get selfish and begin speaking about myself, I just want to praise and thank you for sharing your gift, sound advice, and positive message with me and your followers. In my recent delve into self-care, I believe something led me to you when I need focusing and inspiration most. Obviously, you're able to, your ability to read the tarot and share that wisdom with your clients is great, but it's more about your practicality and how you address us and share yourself with us gives us hope. I just want you to know I'm a newer fan, but will be for so, will be so for a long while. Thank you very much. I do need to hear that. Um, I goes on to say, I've recently realized that I very much needed to practice some self-care and introspection in order to manifest better, happier things in my life and to be a better mother for my little goose, my two-year-old baby girl's nickname. Oh, that's cute. I had a complete career change, became a mom, cut off my toxic mother, and lost myself all at once. And my focus is very manipulated by my issues. I've had a lot of health issues, both physical and mental, and I've just started therapy to get over some childhood trauma that has seriously affected my self-worth, my ability to be vulnerable, and to get over the idea of needing to be perfect in both my home life and career. I'm a Virgo, though, through and through, so you can imagine, period. I have also recently started to get back to my pagan roots. My mother's family was pagan, and I was raised as such, and started exploring my spiritual path again. As I said, I feel like it led me to you to help me on my journey. If you could please read the, read the energy of the cards for me and see how I might better focus my energy for positive growth and help me let go of the negative of my past, I would greatly appreciate it. Uh, all the love, Shy. Absolutely, babe. Thank you so much for reaching out. I love this. Congratulations on you. Good on you for... Um, all of the work you've done, I think reflection is needed as well for you to see how far you've come on the journey. Um, you're doing better than you think. Give us a little shuffle here. I do like to remind my parental units out there, talk to your kids about love language. Yeah. Talk to your kids about love language. Um, ask your kids, how can I show you I love you today? What would it mean for you to feel loved by mommy or daddy? What would it feel... What would it feel, what, what would it mean to feel loved by, by me today? Lighten the load of what it means to be a parent by asking them what love means to them daily. And you might be shocked at the answers. Maybe they want to build Legos. Maybe they want a hug. Maybe they just want a cookie, you know? Simple acts of kindness, simple material giving, simple words of affirmation. Um, can I have a hug? Yep, here you go. Physical touch. You know what I'm saying? So ask your kids. Lighten the load of what it means to be a parent for you. Um, but no, let's see what I've got for you. Um... Great question. Um, how I might better focus my energy for positive growth and help me let go of the negativity of my past. Absolutely. Let's see what I've got, my friend. Ooh, very nice. Very nice. I like this a lot. Cute little three card for you. Four of Wands energy. We have to start at home. Your home needs to be a, a good place for your mentality. Um, does your home reflect your mental state, basically? Four of Wands energy comes from the Emperor. It's also about your passions. People say marriage with this card, so I will elaborate on that and say marrying your four corners, the four parts of you, the four elements that make you up, your passions, your logic, your physical body, and your emotional self. Make sure your home is a place that you can unwind, that you can unzip and spread out a little bit. Um, 
So yeah, King of Swords energy. You don't need to change anymore, honey. You've done enough changing. It's time to be proud of your change and make logical decisions based on the changes that you've already made for you. My advice to you is in the Two of Pentacles here. It's about patience and standards. It's about keeping your balance, focusing on the juggling act, as it were. You need to clench your core of your life and reestablish your priorities. So the Two of Pentacles is this guy juggling juggling the two, I'll show YouTube here, juggling the two pentacles there, trying to keep their balance on the journey of life. So to me, it's the same as like yoga, Pilates, dance, any kind of physical activity, you have to clench your core to keep your balance. And that core should be your priorities. So I maintain you're only allowed five priorities, a handful of shit, a pentacle full of things. So you have to come first. I don't care if you've got little goose. I don't care if you've got a one-eyed cat. I don't give a fuck. You have to come first. You have to take care of yourself first. Then your second priority should be the people that you surround yourself with and your family, your immediate circle, the people who you play roles for that you agreed to play. Then sustainable income because it's a capitalist society and you know that's how we function. Then the role that you play for people outside you, the way that you choose, the role you choose to play for the collective, the person that you choose to be and how you choose to engage with people outside of, outside of your immediate circle. We don't have to care about other people too much, but make sure that we care about the way that we are moving with kindness and giving people truth and kindness in a genuine way. And then the last priority should be things that fuel the vessel, things that make you happy. So I would say to better focus your energy, let's try to narrow down our priorities to just five things. If you're like, well, I only have one priority, my kid, that's toxic. You need to prioritize something within you as well you know? So King of Swords energy is lovely, though. You're a logical leader. It's time to lead with logic. Use that Virgo energy towards analyzing what makes sense for you. We have to find the logic in our feelings, dive into the truth of what we know, our wisdom found within, and then make decisions thusly. Trust your, trust the intuition, trust the changes that you've already undergone here, you know? So it's time to narrow it down and keep your balance. Keep it simple. Reestablish the priorities, my love. Thank you for writing in. Um, let's see. Someone wrote in. Um, Andy wrote in. Really simple. Is fall going to be my power season? Did I do this right? Yes, you did, Andy. Absolutely. Is fall going to be your power season? That's interesting. Let me see what I've got for you here. Okay. It's going to be a stressful power season. So, yes, I would say so. You've got the emperor here, which is about authority coming into your own, remembering who the fuck you are, big Aries energy. The emperor is about responsibility, stewardship, the truth and, and what you're actually responsible for, remembering who the fuck you are, a very grounding root chakra kind of experience. So I would say so, yes. I would say the fall is going to be a powerful time for you. Um, Queen of Swords energy, though, is a piece of advice. Don't go looking for issues. Be proud of the change that you're undergoing during the fall. Fall is Scorpio energy as well. So it's about a lot of transformation, the leaves falling, and the change of seasons as the change within us takes place also. So... Um, don't go looking for issues. Don't start fights, but fucking finish them. When people overstep your boundaries, use your words, open your mouth. But I've also got a 10 of wands. The 10s come from the Wheel of Fortune. They come from abundance. So you can have all your passionate successes, but it's going to come with stress, frustration, burnout, tunnel vision. So just know that like, 
With power comes great responsibility. <laughs> okay, Spider-Man quotes for your ass. With great power comes great responsibility. So is fall going to be a power season? It is, but it also comes with stress in that power. That power needs to be respected. It's like fire, you know? We have to respect it, give it the the respect that it's due. Otherwise, it'll explode. So it'll it'll take us over and start forest fires and things like that. So I would say, yeah, but it's going to be stressful, babe. Um, so make sure you remember what the stress is for. Make sure you choose your stress that you're not letting it get the best of you. Thank you for writing in. All right, next. A read of a different breed. Cute. Hi, madam. Firstly, I want to thank you for my private reading we did together to kickstart this most productive Mercury retrograde. Your, uh, your interpretation of the tarot left me with so much peace and grounding to go find my own fucking clarity and some big life decisions. I'm so glad. I find myself feeling in control of this inward process now instead of a chaotic puppet. That's all I'm trying to do, girl. I'm just trying to give you some, some, uh, some tools. I'm writing today with a question of a different nature. We are both, an as we are both animal lovers and see our fur babies as the sentient beings they are, have you ever considered doing readings for animals? If so, I've got a horse who I'm sure could use some of Spirit's guidance as he is reaching a crossroads in his personal journey and any insight is most appreciated. I've included a photo to this email. I'm so grateful to have found you and appreciate the amazing gift you offer to all of us that are open to receive it. I look forward to our next private reading. I love that. Oh, look at that horsey baby. I'll show the, the collective here. Look at the baby. Aww. Horses low-key scare the shit out of me. Not gonna lie. I kind of find horses terrifying. Large animals low-key freak me out. Not elephants, though, because they seem like doughy, you know, sweet and soft kind of things, even though I know they're huge and heavy. But, like, horses low-key scare me. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Um, um, have I ever considered doing readings for animals? I don't know. I've, I, I have, I honestly, no, I haven't really considered it. Um, my, my knee jerk thing is that I would need to be around the animal. I would need to feel it. I would need to be around it physically. I don't think a virtual reading, um, is, would do for an animal, you know? So I'm going to pull some cards about how you can connect with your horse. I'm going to give you tools for how you can do this. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't think virtually, yeah, I, I think I need to be in the presence of it. I think I need to be around it. I think I need to be physically in front of it so that I can feel the energy of it since they're not able to speak, you know, because participation is important to me. So, so, but yeah, no, I, I, you know, me and Orzo fuck with some cards. Ramen is his own guy, you know, but, but me and Orzo look through some cards every now and then and I see what he's, you know, tapping on and what he's gravitating towards and stuff. And it's just fun. But like, no, I, I'm going to pull some cards about how you can connect to them. But I would definitely be interested, um, I think, in, in doing some animal stuff, you know, but I think it'd have to be in person. Um, so, yeah, I've got the chariot, which is the symbol of victory. Um, propulsion and movement, King of Cups energy, and and Nine of Pentacles energy for you. So so I have this vibe, obviously, the, the chariot, right? A chariot is pulled by two sphinxes here, but it can also be pulled by a horse, right? And horses, I would imagine, or at least this horse, likes purpose. They like to feel purposeful. They like to feel important, needed, wanted. So I, if I were you, I would take them for a ride, 
I would take them for a ride. I would give them their purpose. I would ride them and and t- let them do their job for you that they like to do so that you can give them the emotional space to to connect. You know what I'm saying? King of Cups energy. You have to lead with emotion here. You have to lead with your intuition and feeling. So it's the things that are not spoken. It's the it's you sitting there with it on the back of this horse or in front of this horse, brushing it or petting it and just talking to it and letting it tell you its own things. You know what I'm saying? Quiet your mind, quiet your your knee jerk stuff and trust your intuition. Um Nine of Pentacles energy as well. Um, I'm just gathering a lot of walk your walk. Show them, you know. It's it's very similar to like, I have dogs, right? So it's very similar to that like, they're stressed when I'm stressed, right? They feed off of our own stuff. So I would say to to connect with this, to connect with your horse, I would, and to potentially give it a reading or connect to it on a spiritual level, I would say to give it its purpose. Do its purpose, take it for a ride, let it do the work it wants to do for you, and then be open during that time. And just make sure that you're not being hypocritical. Make sure that you're giving them the space that you give yourself. Let them heal you as much as you heal your, as much as you heal them and vice versa. So, so yeah, I just have this energy of purpose. They want to feel purpose. They want to feel needed. They want to feel um, important to you. They want to feel, they want to, they want to do good work for you. You know what I mean? Whatever that is. Um, so yeah, I know I said that I wasn't, you know, I need to be around the animal, but maybe that's the reading that they needed. I don't know. Um, let me know what you think right back. (laughs) Let me know what you think of that. But it's, uh, the chariot, there's victory here. The, The success is, is related to our feeling. The success is related to walking the walk and, and making sure that we're being honest about purpose and letting us do our job necessary. That's necessary to our existence. You know, God, I hope that makes sense. Okay. Thank you for writing in my love and thank you for being a client. I can't wait to see you again. Um, all right. Next one. Dear Madam Adam, my first my name is Molly. I'm 36 years old from Indiana. First, I want to thank you for your daily readings because they speak to me a lot. LOL, which also kind of puts me in check and I need it. Happy to hear that. I was just kind of wondering what the card set had to say for me. I've been feeling a shift in my personal life. And I'm wondering if the cards may have a little bit of knowledge nuggets to drop on me. I've been listening to the podcast while at work. I'm a nail tech, period. Props to my glamour magic bitches. Absolutely. My glamour witches. And we just love it. Keep doing what you do. Sending you in yours love, light, and blessings, Molly. Thank you, Molly. And again, if you are a hairdresser, if you are a nail tech, if you do anything to do with cosmetology or physical appearance, you're a glamour witch. You do glamour magic on people. There is no arguing with the way that I feel after getting my nails done. My nail tech, Carmen, at A-List Nails and Spa here in Kissimmee, Florida, directly across the street from Old Town on 192, right next door to Fallen Heroes Tattoos. Um... She's my bitch. She does me well, and she does glamour magic on me. I always feel stunning. I always feel incredible. After I get my hair cut, after I get my nails done, y'all do glamour magic. All right, let me see what I've got for you today, my friend. Little knowledge nuggets today for you, Maul. Let's see. High Priestess. Seven of Cups energy and three of Pentacles. Absolutely. The High Priestess is about patience, trusting your intuition. Um, 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, high priestess energy is about patience, trusting yourself. It's a slow and steady journey. Patience is something that you have to practice within yourself. Be easy on you. Every day is an emotional decision for you to move forward. Every day is an emotional decision to to uh, to get up, to persevere, to keep going. So make sure you're choosing for you. When you don't want to, choose not to. When you want to, choose to. Don't react into your shit. And three of pentacles energy is here as well. You've got teamwork around you, babe. Let other people help you. It's an act of love for you to let people in. It's an act of love for you to to uh, to accept the help. It'll lighten the load on you a bit if you let people in, let people help you. But the bottom line Divine feminine energy, divine mother energy, let her protect you, let her teach you, but you have to quiet yourself and you have to practice patience. Be easy on you, babe. You're further along than you think. Every day is an emotional choice towards your victory. Some days are more difficult than others. And my advice to you is to not confuse obstacles with logistics. The steps that it takes to get somewhere doesn't mean that that's not the thing for you. It's just long division. Oh, I didn't have the money at the time. That doesn't mean that it's not for you. That just means there's extra steps to get there, right? So don't confuse logistics with obstacles. Let people in, let people help you that want to work with you and value you properly and be fucking patient with yourself, baby. Every day is a choice. All right, very good. I think I got time for one more. Let's see. Um, Tasha, my dear. Hello, Madam Adam. You've repeatedly come across my reels lately and I love your whole vibe. Um, I wanted to give options. So if you could choose for me, uh, for the reading, all these are subjects on which I want clarity. I'm not trying to operate in fear and ultimately know that the universe and life is unfolding as it should. Career advice, got a contract job ending in 10 months. How do I find the path or love and relationship? Recently experiencing difficulties in marriage over the past year, but has improved over the past two months. And then spiritual connectedness. How can I best connect with my spirit guides to receive message? Um, I hope to hear from you and wish you continued success. Thank you, Tosh. I appreciate you. I have a feeling that we can knock all of these out in three cards. <laughs> I have a feeling that we can approach this generally and we'll probably answer all of your questions in one. So let me see what I've got for you, my friend, with the time that we've got left here. Um, all right. Career. See the other side. See the perspective. There's perspective to be gained here. How do I find the path to a new job? Things are changing around you. You have to change as well. Try to see the shoe on the other foot. Try to see the other side of things. You have to believe enough in yourself to find the right thing that feels good for you. This is an emotional card. So I would say that, um, it's not about the job. It's about how having the job is supposed to make you feel. That's what you're manifesting. Your love and relationship in your marriage. Um, it's improved over the past two months, but how do I know if I'm with the right person? Um, you, you focus on what makes sense. Knight of Wands energy. Things are moving very quickly, so you have to see the big picture. How do you know if you're with the right person? It's, it's intuitive. You know. You have to focus on your history. Look back at the past. See the change for what it is. You're with the right person if, if you are. There's no right, wrong, honestly, and that's not... Experiencing difficulties, we have to be passionate about change. We have to be passionate about truth. We have to be passionate about boundaries. All anybody owes you is truth and kindness. If you feel chosen in this relationship, it's the right one. If you don't feel chosen, it's not the right one. So I would kill this with fire. I would kill your mentality. I would kill your doubts with fire and think very plainly, very simply, do I feel chosen? And if you don't feel chosen, that's a conversation to be had with them. I deserve to feel chosen, but we have to have accountability. So how can I show you I love you? What would it mean for you to feel chosen by me because I need to be chosen by you? It's both ways. So talk to your spouse about love language. Love language is fluid. 
love is water in tarot. It changes every fucking day. When you're feeling disconnected, when you're feeling doubtful, think to yourself, am I chosen? Do I feel chosen today? And if not, hey, let's talk about love language. How can I show you I love you? How can I show you that I care? What would it mean for you to feel loved by me today and vice versa? Notice that the love changes, right? So go with the flow. Um, it's not whether they're the right person or not. It's whether or not they choose you and you feel chosen, okay? And then spiritual connectedness. How can I best connect with my spirit guides to receive message? Um, you can stand up for it. You can fight for it. You can see, you can go pursuing it. Go looking for the message. Don't just wait for it to come to you. Go looking for it. So in a nutshell here, I have in general that things are changing around you. You have to adapt and change as well. Things are going to be moving with a quickness. And it's important that you stand up for yourself. It's important that you fight for what you want. That if you want to be chosen in career, fight for that. Manifestation is demonstration. Show people what you want by how you behave. Make sure that you're not being hypocritical in your relationship. And make sure that you're standing up for what you believe in and that you're willing to go looking for messages from spirit and not just waiting for them to come to you, okay? Very good, my friends. Those are excellent questions. I've got more emails, but I don't have time for them. We'll get to them next week. So if I didn't get to yours, I apologize. Um, Candace says, I'm new here. Uh, before the end, can you tell me how to go about a reading? Absolutely. There's multiple methods that you can get readings with me. I have about 760 plus free readings on my channels, on my TikTok and Instagram that you can scroll through if you'd like. Some people do something called Madam Madam Roulette, where they scroll through my stuff if they don't see it organically that day, if it didn't come across their feed, but they still want something. They scroll through my existing readings and see if something lands and something resonates with them. It often does. Um, I go live a lot. Monday night lives are just for collective readings and horoscopes and things. And all of those are free. Um, so look out for any of my lives. I also do um, personal readings during lives via PayPal, Venmo, and Cash App. It tends to be one card for 15 or three for 33, unless you're a subscriber and you have a discount on my Instagram exclusively. Um, and then... Uh, you can also book time with me, madamadam.com. My private sessions are open for booking. Um, my calendar's open. It's all done over Zoom. You're in your space. I'm in mine. So visit madamadam.com to set up a virtual reading with me and get on my calendar. Um, you can also get a cameo. Cameo is a great method of getting a reading too. You can uh, submit a cameo, ask me your questions. And my cameo videos tend to be anywhere from two to 10 minutes because I fucking ramble. So <laughs> you're more than welcome to do that as well. Uh, and then, of course, writing into this podcast. Um, you can write in to modernmagicalmeddling at gmail.com or podcast at madamadam.com. So there's lots of different ways that you can get advice or a reading from me. Um, and I'd happy to, to, to help you in any way that I can. Um, also, on my website is our crystal shop. Uh, my husband and I have a crystal shop on the website as well. Feel free to check that out. And also on the website is the sign up for my latest masterclass. I'm answering another question in the in the chat here. Um, my masterclass this month, as I said earlier, is going to be on tarot spreads and uh, intuition exercises. So it's for new readers and experienced readers alike. Bring a tarot deck, a notebook, and an open mind. They're 90 minutes over Zoom. You can sign up on my website. There's only 12 spots per class. Um, what kind of deck is your red and silver one that you use for ask your question videos? That's a great one too. I have it right here. This is called the, the, the red one that I use for breathe and ask your question. Those, those videos, this red and shiny one, this is called the illuminators amulet from threads of fate. I love threads of fate. I have their weaver tarot deck as well, which is the shiny one in the background 
often. So this is called the Weaver Tarot. They're big cards. I love the imagery. They focus on specifics of the Rider Waite Smith cards. Um, but the Illuminated Amulet Tarot, notice the ellipsis eight on the back there. It's basically Magic 8-Ball style cards, uh, but like in a different spin. So some of the answers are cast that spell. You're in alignment. Not yet, but it's coming. It's a hard no on this. The opportunity is approaching you beyond a doubt. Release this desire. Speak it into existence. Inquire within spirit. By all means, yes. So they're more yes or no based questions. And I turn to this when I know that yes or no's are a thing online, but tarot is not the tool for yes or no's, in my opinion, because there's no card that specifically says yes. There's no card that specifically says no. So there's just more to it than that, in my opinion. So that's that's where I get those from. When I want yes or no's, magic eight ball energy, um, we go there. So, and Magic 8-Balls, actually, we talked about this in, pre in a previous episode. Magic 8-Balls have spiritual history. The people that made the Magic 8-Ball, um, one of their mothers was a psychic and a medium, and she used a kind of clear ball with liquid in it and a D20 to, uh, to answer questions and divine for people. So I think it's interesting that the Magic 8-Ball actually has spiritual history and, and relevance spiritual reverence as well. So, so yeah, Threads of Fate, highly recommend. I love their work. I love their stuff. Illuminator's Amulet is the red one. The Weaver Tarot is the other one that I have. Um, I also use Pixie Pop Tarot a lot. That one is a vibrant, colorful version of the Rider-Waite-Smith, um, really honoring Pamela Pixie Smith and her artistry, the over 100 years of art that she's contributed. How, that's how old her art is on the deck. So love to hear it. Yes, Tara was a complete sentence. Very good. Yeah, I love Pixie Pop too. Uh, amazing. Um, see if there's any other questions in the chat here on YouTube before I sign off. But again, write into the podcast, modernmagicalmeddling at gmail.com, podcast at madamadam.com. Stick around YouTube. Uh, we're going to do the after party where we talk and chit chat a little bit and I can answer some of your questions that you guys have for me. So if you're listening to this Sundays at noon Eastern YouTube live, we record these episodes. There's a pre-show. There's a bit of an after party that we talk a little bit more and rant and, and share our opinions and thoughts on things. Um, but at the very least, I hope you guys have a fabulous week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for, uh, writing in. Thank you for your attention. Um, yeah. Thank you guys so much. Remember, it's just life. Nobody makes it out alive anyway. I would like you to be moving in directions that you're proud of. We've got tickets for Beyonce in August, but I could die between now and then. And on the side of the road, hit by a bus, I would like to think that I'm proud that I at least had the tickets. No regrets. No regrets. At least I had the tickets. I was at least moving in directions. I have nothing to be resentful or regretful of because I'm moving in directions in my life that I'm proud of. So I hope the same for you all. Please remember that you're a dot on a marble floating through space. All of this shit is insignificant. It's just tarot. Lighten the fuck up. I appreciate you guys and I love you. Thank you so much. Don't forget to go out there, fuck it up, unclench your jaw, and I'll see you next week.